Attention. Welcome to Darnley's Cyber Cafe. Your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Episode 5. Google Keyword Warrants. All right, welcome to this latest podcast of Darnley Cyber Cafe. Today's podcast we'll be discussing about Google Keyword Warrants. I'll let that sink in for a second. And the reason why uh, I'll be talking about this today specifically is I just have to <laughs> at the end of it. I, this is something that really is n- not that big of an issue right now. Um, but can unfortunately become a big issue later on. This is the gray area, so to speak, when it comes to where we're going in this day and age. And I beg any of you to think and reflect in the last 15 to 20 years, the status of our society through its technological advancements, as we continue to utilize computers, tablets, mobile devices alike in our everyday lives. And it's not going away. Let me make that perfectly clear. Now, more specifically about this subject, the United States government has ordered Google in in numerous accounts to release keyword search on any user that pretty much inquired a search within a certain uh, term. Uh, And this is according to an accidentally unsealed court document. Now, just so I'm clear, I did get this from uh, Forbes as they essentially had the um, exclusivity on this. Um, and they did ask the, um, the government for clarification, and they had to reseal this document. And, and I'll explain why. So let's talk about this. When I say keyword warrants, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel uneasy, uncomfortable, happy, sad, Well, whatever your state of mind is, what does this mean to us as internet users? Now, I'm not here to say that all of you are criminals or you've done bad things, but you have to look at the principles. And as an advocate of online privacy myself, this kind of makes me uncomfortable. I understand in terms of law enforcement as someone who has been on the other side myself. I understand the the lengths that law enforcement need to take in order to convict felons. And respectfully so. I stand up behind them 110%. However, 
when we talk about keyword warrants, and it's not just a specific set, how will these keyword warrants threaten innocent web users? Will this kind of give you pause moving forward in sort of what kind of things you search for? Again, I'm sure most of you listening to this podcast are law-abiding citizens. You don't search for anything illicit, and I'm sure most of you don't peruse through the dark web. Now, that being said, understanding what this means to our society for us as regular internet users. Now, for clarity, I'm not going to talk about the um, the specific apps you can use. Uh, I can do that in a future podcast, if you like. Please comment or message us for that. Now, more specifically about the requests by the U.S. government, in a way, this does threaten the Americans' First Amendment um, as it will collect data on innocent people. Police are secretly collecting this data behind sealed court orders. And the only way that Forbes was able to bring this to light was because this specific case was indeed accidentally unsealed. So I'll give you a story. In 2019, the federal investigators in Wisconsin, United States, were um, hunting a man believed in child trafficking and abuse of a minor. Obviously, good reason too. Now, um, in order to chase down the, the perpetrators, the investigators turned to Google to provide them with names of those who searched for the victim's name, uh, the spelling of the mother's name, uh, and what they did was they asked to provide Google accounts, IP addresses of those who made the searches. Now, I'm sure on the surface you're thinking, okay, that seems like a legitimate search. And I'm sure it was. The, the, the biggest thing here is the fact of how far-reaching that comes. And a lot of um, individuals who perhaps maybe searching for this minor to see uh, if there's been any updates, people who are concerned over the safety, who who may have known about this missing girl, who are looking for these inquiries, these people would unfortunately be targeted by investigators because Google would would have given them the Google accounts and or the IP addresses of these individuals. Now, again, this is concerning to the fact that, as you know, that and can probably already tell that what you search for basically would be in the arms and eyes of police investigators. Does that really protect your privacy? Probably not. Will that make you rethink your search searches on Google moving forward? Probably. Um <laughs> I, I, I've always have been a advocate for um, freedom of information. But at the end of the day, when innocent people are being targeted by police, 
that's kind of where that sort of path we walk down in that sort of gray area, as you will. Now, another, sorry, but for for the terms of the actual investigation, uh, I hope you realize that Google gets thousands of these requests by uh, police investigators all the time. And Google does have a process that uh, they must follow within the company to assure that they're giving the most privacy for their for their users. Now, someone who, again, <laughs> who's been on the other side, can tell you that's not always bulletproof. Um, there have been cases where that's been leaked, and, and I'm sure there's been enough information leaked to or given to people that shouldn't necessarily see that information. Uh, sort of similar to this as well, um, I know there's um, things called geofence warrants um, that investigators and police use to request from Google. What they do is uh, basically uh, during a incident or, or crime that has occurred, they ask Google to sort of do a geofence around the area of the time that particular crime was was committed. So any information they can get within a certain area at a certain time frame um, would be sent to investigators where the, the police can use that data for um, their investigation to see who was where, who was doing what. So they have a bit more information of the people around that area to see if they can uh, find the killer or, or the perpetrator and um, bring him to justice with, with that, that information. And so things like um, another example would be uh, police have asked Google for the IP addresses of users who search for um, various things and some specific terms such as uh, bomb making. Uh, so search things such as um, uh, low explosives or pipe bombs. Um, those types of those types of things you would search, even if you're nonchalantly typing in something in Google, or sometimes you may be inebriated and you just type nonsense on Google. Um, it could come back to you and 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 bite you in the in the rear. Um, but keep in mind, this isn't just a Google issue. This isn't only just against Google. Um, Google as the big search giant in the world. This is why I'm focusing more on Google in this particular podcast. But also Bing or Microsoft and Yahoo um, do also receive requests for information from from the from investigators and police. Another thing too is Google also collects cookie IDs uh, belonging to users who made these uh, inquiries. They identify sort of like the group um, that ha- was c- the, the group of searches that were conducted by a particular machine. So they'll be able to see if a particular machine um, or computer, tablet, phone, tablet, whatever, a- any computing device um, conducted the searches, they'll be able to use, Google's able to give investigators your cookie IDs um, so that they can, you know, sort of see where you've been, what you've searched for, etc. So what does this all mean at the end of the day? What does all this mean for the future of our online privacy? Is this a great tool for the authorities to crack down criminals? Is this sort of the overarching power 
that the Chinese government has against their people uh, that are behind the Great Firewall of China. Where does this begin? Where does this end? And where is the middle of all of this? How far is too far when it comes to our online privacy? As the time ticks on, as we progress, as we become more dependent on technology, where society becomes virtually, as it is now, online dependent, where do we draw the line in the sand when it comes to privacy? How much information should the authorities have about you, even if they may violate your, your uh, First Amendment if you're American? These are some things that need to be thought about sort of in a global scale when it comes to your digital privacy, that uh, a greater need to discuss, to talk to your politicians, your friends and family about the certain things you do online to make sure that you're maintaining a sort of etiquette now. Otherwise, you will become in the cro- become into the crosshairs of the authorities and your life may be investigated further. So a lot of things happen in the digital realm where you may not realize. And this has been happening for 10 plus years. I can tell you from experience on the amount of data that you produce every day. If you're active on social media, you're active on your device, you are in essence delivering relevant data or metadata to conglomerates and big tech companies like Google, Amazon, Microsoft alike. So this is a real slippery slope. And these Google keyword warrants will only continue to increase and grow. It's a matter of time before this this these methods kind of go spill into our everyday lives, where in in, in reality our privacy would be a thing of a past. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with that thought-provoking message. And I hope any of our listeners here take this seriously, that our privacy is us. It's like the analogy. The reason why you close the door to go to the to the bathroom, washroom, toilet, wherever you're from in the world, um, when you go to the washroom and you close the door, we all know what you're doing there. But in essence, you require that level of privacy while you do your business. The very same thing can be said about your online activities. Just because it's there or accessible does not necessarily mean you have to have the door wide open when you're doing your business. Thank you for listening to this latest podcast of Darnley Cyber Cafe. I'm your host. Save computing and close that door.